We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here we go. Okay. The official unveiling. I appreciate James for sort of <laughs> allowing me to go do what we do here. So your request, go ahead. Well, we are, we, the Ravens are not going to have the season finale in Cincinnati. Um, in fact, it's not even going to be against the Bengals, which I thought it would. Of course, it is going to end with a, a, a division game, which it should, uh, against the Steelers. And it is home. So we get a home season finale against the Steelers. I like that. I like that. Bobby, if things are coming down to the wire and you know it's always going to be against a divisional opponent, I like that at home against the Steelers. Um, Week one, this had somewhat been leaked, but I didn't know if it was legitimate. Week one against the the, uh, Texans. Um, And that's a home opener. So we get to... Uh, open and close in Baltimore. We go open and close in Baltimore. The, yeah. the Ravens also have four primetime games, which are all in the second half of the season. Plus, of course, I mean, it won't technically be primetime, but it will be a nationally televised game in week six in London. Right. So they don't get, technically speaking, they don't get the maximum five, but I mean, might as well say it because everybody's going to be watching the London game because there's going to be no other game on at that time at 9:30 AM Eastern on Sunday, October 15th. So that's something that sticks out to me. When is, yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't you keep going? That's, well, that's great. So three primetime games, of course, we know that things can be flexed. And as you said, they get the, the London one. So that's technically four nationally broadcast games, but I can live with three primetime games. Um, which certainly wouldn't surprise me if that week 18 was, was flexed. I mean, who knows what's, what's going to happen here. And then, okay. So I'm running this way. So there is Bobby. I did not get my request for no three game stretches on the road. So we've got week four, week five, and week six are all, well, week six is no, that's an away game too. It's in London, but it's technically an away game for the Ravens. So four, five, and six, that's three road games in a row. The, the, the league did help somewhat in that they're close by. I mean, the, the Browns and the Steelers aren't far games, but that's going to be a long stretch of no games at M&T Bank Stadium. The bye week, not till week 13, 
So wow. they gotta they gotta play for a while. I mean, it'll be I'm sure welcomed once they get there, and it'll be a nice little rest to to get geared up uh, for a final stretch. But that's a long ways. Um, and that week 13. So so it's what I asked for though. So it's in between. It's after a West Coast game. So they go out to um, the Chargers week 12, and that is a Sunday night game, so it's a prime time. Then they get their their bye week, um, week 13. Man, that San Francisco game, that Monday night, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun game in week 16. So so that's that's gonna be tough. So you got the the three game stretch. So these are the tough stretches. You got the three games on the road. Even though they're not the toughest opponents, that I mean, who knows? Year to year, it changes. They got that tough stretch four, five, and six um, in terms of being on the road. They have to wait till week thirteen. Please let there not be like this run on injuries. Uh, so have to wait till week thirteen. But then in terms of tough games, Bengals sandwiched between Texans and Colts. Bengals, Bengals, Chargers back to back. Could be difficult. And then opening up too, you know, they, they play three of their first five games on the road against in-division opponents. So um, as, yeah. as Kevin Ostreicher just tweeted out as well, they're going to be finished with every divisional road game on the regular season schedule following week five. So that could oh, be an advantage nice. there. Yeah, yeah that, that could certainly be an advantage. Way. We haven't we haven't mentioned a Christmas Day night game. Christmas Day night game for the Ravens uh, against the Miami. I'm sorry. Let's see here. Christmas Day is against San Francisco. That is Christmas Day. So, whoa. Ugh. So let's see here. They're going to be in San Francisco. 8-15 in San Francisco. Week 16, Christmas night. Ugh. And then they're on, they have one New Year's Eve night the very next week. And they have one New Year's Eve night as well. They're going to play the Dolphins at, is that a primetime game? No, it's at 1 p.m. Okay, 1 o'clock. So that helps. So this is, this is pretty jam-packed. Yeah. And, and, and Sarah, that week 13 bye is a late one. That's a late oh. bye week. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. They're going to wait forever. It'll be, it, you got to, if you can like make it to there, once you get it, you're going to love it because it'll give you a little rest before you start to, if you want to look at it with a positive lens, it's like, all right, well, we get a gasp right before we make like a playoff push, right? But you got to play a lot of football before you get there, including in London, yep. including you're traveling to Arizona one of those weeks. And you're traveling mm -hmm. to the Chargers one of those weeks. So, and you get the Bengals twice before then. Here's the nice thing about getting all those division opponents early, which actually isn't that atypical. Sometimes you get them early and then you play all the other divisions and they come back later. Um, but it is nice because they're not going to know what's going to hit them with Todd Munkin's offense. Like we don't know what it's going to look like yet. And I think the Ravens kind of had that to their advantage in 2019. They didn't, nobody knew how to handle it yet. I mean, in 2018, Lamar came in, but it was still morning morning wag. That was that was the coordinator. So it'll be nice. These early teams aren't going to know yet exactly what the offense is going to look like. So it'll be harder for them to prepare. Yeah, but but man, it's a long time to get to that week 13. 
So it's a good opportunity to let you know that tonight's episode is brought to you by our friends at BeMoreAroundTown.com. And as you see, not only are they going to have the London game uh, ready to roll and that trip in week six, October 15th, but they're going to have every other game offering trips and tailgates and just all kinds of experiences. Obviously, London's the headliner. They're going to be able to uh, bring you to Arizona in Scottsdale. Uh, since he's the, you know, since he's the home opener for the Ravens, uh, a Pittsburgh bus trip and overnight stay is, is Cincinnati the, the home opener. Let me see here. No, Texas is. All right. So that one changed. Yeah. So the, the Houston well, Texans, if, excuse if me. Yeah, if you're looking for the first travel game, which is what Be More Around Town is about, it is against the Bengals. So, I mean, there's so many different options. San Francisco, they're going to do a day in the, in Napa Valley. They're going to go visit Alcatraz. I mean, there's literally so many options. Be More Around Town's direct link to go check out all of this, which is literally being updated on the fly by Brian Snyder as we are live right now, can be found in the description of this video. Also in the comments, I dropped the link in there. So if you're looking to start to book tonight, night get your fall plans taken care of and whatnot uh check out be more so again the, the official unveiling of the 2023 raven schedule is out there right now and let's just go from top to bottom why don't we so week one september 10th against the houston texans like i said that's a one o'clock matchup week two at the Bengals in Cincinnati, one o'clock week three, they host the Indianapolis Colts, September 24th. That's also at one o'clock. Matter of fact, the first two, four, the first five games are all one o'clock games. So, so, so we're really going to be teased a little bit, Sarah, in the, in the opening part of this schedule, for sure. They begin October on the first of that month at Cleveland, which starts the stretch of divisional games. That's also one o'clock. From there, they travel to Pittsburgh, October 8th. That's also one o'clock. And then it begins. They go overseas week six, October 15th versus the Titans in London. That's a 9.30 a.m. Eastern start time. Week seven, they'll host the Detroit Lions, October 22nd for a one o'clock kickoff, October 29th. At Arizona, that's a 425 game. I believe it's their lone 425 slot there. Uh, again, that's week eight against the Arizona Cardinals. Week nine, November 5th, first November game. They'll host the Seahawks at one o'clock. November 12th, week 10 at home against the Browns. That's a one o'clock kickoff. Week 11, November 16th against the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, at home, at the bank. That's the first of four primetime games, an 8-15 kickoff, followed by, again, back-to-back, -back, week 12, November 26th at the Chargers, which is an 8-20 kickoff. Then, like what we both mentioned, it's a late bye week, week 13. They begin December uh, against the Rams at home for a 1 o'clock kickoff, December 10th, December 17th. Week 15, they'll travel to Jacksonville for an 8-20 primetime game against the Jaguars. Uh, week 16, like we already mentioned, December 25th, Christmas night at San Francisco against the 49ers, 8-15 kickoff, followed by, oh, this is going to be a crazy stretch to finish off the year, um, but New Year's Day against the Dolphins at home at the bank, 1 o'clock, followed by um, a, a to-be-announced time, but against the Steelers week 18 January 6th 
or seventh. And I'm sure we'll just see how the schedule plays out. So I just wanted to quickly run through that. Now that you've had a time, a chance to digest it, what do you think are the biggest takeaways? Well, it's going to, it's going to be a challenge up front, but I like that they're getting all AFC North road games out of the way early. Um, I like that again. I just think that, you know, we know the Ravens know who those teams are. The Bengals are who they are. Uh, the Browns under Watson, you know, I think they're going to try to improve, but they know who they are. Steelers, we know they don't know who the Ravens are with Todd Munkin. And so I like that, you know, the Ravens get all those out of the way on the road early. I don't like that only one of those primetime games are at home. Um, if I have to stay up for them, Bobby, I want them in Baltimore and, and, you know, cheering and enjoying a win in Baltimore. So I don't like that. I'd say that the, the two toughest stretches are those, those three on the road in the beginning. And then in terms of like the opponents, I think it ends with the, with a pretty tough stretch. I think the Jags with Trevor Lawrence are an ascending team. They beat the Ravens last year when everybody kind of expected it to be a win. San Francisco, um, how far did they, do they make it to the NFC Championship? Do they make it that far? Um, mm, yeah, didn't not they this year. I Eagles? think it was the divisional round. Oh, was it okay. the divisional round or the or the championship game? One of those two when Brock Purdy went down. Yeah, but I mean, if they have a healthy quarterback, I mean, they're they're a they're a playoff contender in my view. I mean, Miami with their receiving core, Tua Tungavailoa, we'll, we'll see if he's still healthy by the end. If, if Tua's in there, that's a tough matchup. Uh, and then the Steelers, even though I don't think they're as strong as they were in years past, they're still the Steelers. And, um, and they're always a tough matchup. So I think that that last, last stretch is going to be tough. But, um, but again, I like all those, those home games closer towards the end of the season. No, I, th I think so too. Somebody was just commenting on the graphic that they already updated uh, <laughs> Roquan Smith's jersey number to zero from 18. So thanks, Fly. <laughs> You're right on the bottom left there. That had me distracted a little bit. But we are taking your way too early 2023 uh, win loss record for the Ravens. Lots of uh, big time winning percentages coming in here, but a couple 13 and fours, 15 and twos. We got an undefeated from fly coming in hot there. Why not? I mean, Hey, let it rip. But, um, I guess I'm a little bit surprised from, from a sense that, well, actually, I guess we have to look at the four primetime games plus London as really being five, right? Like we shouldn't yeah. look at it as if the league like stiff the Ravens. Cause that's a primetime game. It's the only game. It's, it's the only game at that time. Now is it primetime on the East coast in the United States? No, but Technically, I think you can make that argument. Isn't that what I think primetime means? I don't know. But but to your point, I agree. It's like it's going to be a nationally broadcast audience. Like there's going to be no other football games going on during that time. Yeah. They're also going to see probably a heavy dose of rookie quarterbacks, you would think, uh, in Houston. Let's see. Houston, who else? Potentially Indianapolis. Who knows what's going to happen with Tennessee? So they could see some young QBs throughout this year. But uh, again, I, I think 
man, to get those divisional road games, Sarah, out of the way, right out of the gates, essentially, and have them finished by week five in division road opponents done in division road games done by week five. That's, that's wild. It it's wild. And you're going to, they're going to, the division's going to understand each other real quick where everybody, I, I like it. I like, I like saving, you know, like when I eat my food, I always leave my favorite part of my meal to last, you know? So, um, so it will be a brutal stretch, but my personality is like, get, get the, get that out of the way so we can be at home more often when, when the playoff push starts happening. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So preseason games, just in case you want to kind of figure out what your August is going to be looking like. Their three preseason games will begin August 11th against the reigning NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. That is a seven o'clock kickoff. And let me just look ahead on the calendar very quickly here. I assume that's a Saturday, but just to confirm, it is not. Excuse me. That's a Friday. August 11th is the first preseason game, which is interesting. Typically, those happen on on Saturdays, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, then they will go to Washington on August 21st. That is a Monday night for an eight o'clock kickoff with the commanders. And then the third and final preseason game will be on August 26th. That's a Saturday at Tampa Bay for a seven o'clock kickoff. Am I correct with that? Friday preseason games? Is that news? Is it news in terms of it being on a Friday or that? Is that is that new to you? I, I honestly don't pay attention much to the to the preseason schedule, so I might I might be behind in it. Um, I will say this. Okay, so okay, so in terms of a revenge game, I am there's the Bengals fans are slightly annoying, okay? That's let's put it nicely. And I feel like they've been running their mouths because it just feels like Lamar has been injured often when it comes to like playing them. So the Ravens were on the way to beating them in that playoff game until there was that Tyler Huntley fumble. Um, I would like nothing more with a Lamar Jackson, a healthy Lamar Jackson in week two for a revenge game. Uh, I that one is the one I've got circled in Cincinnati. Let's go. 
Um, it's not completely revenge until it happens in the playoffs, but you know, I would love to take it in week two with the healthy Lamar because they have been so running their mouths when the Ravens have been depleted by the time we play them in Cincinnati. Um, and then I want to read Bobby, unless do you have a revenge game? Is there, is the one that's different for you? I don't know how you couldn't pick that one. I mean, the Jacksonville loss was pretty gutting last year, so I'll probably go with that one. Um, oh, Ravens one. had that game in the bag, you know, and, and they coughed it up late. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was just sensational, and the Jaguars went on a ridiculous run from that point on, and I think they're going to be a problem this year in what we all know is a stacked AFC. Um, but, yeah, if we're talking about, you know, in division and how the Ravens season came to a screeching halt. Yeah. I would go Cincinnati and then again, Jacksonville, which is week 15. So I'll put one above Jacksonville. I still put Cincinnati number one, but I'll put Miami on there because that one also drove me nuts. I feel like the defense really let the, the team down that, that game where I feel like Waddle, and I just felt like everybody was running all over the Ravens secondary. So I think for the defense, that could be a big revenge game. Um, and I feel like the Ravens should be able to beat them. Um, but yeah, the, the, I, with Roquan Smith, I just felt like the defense got so much better. So I think I would put, in terms of revenge games, I'd put Dolphins number two. But I am with you with the Jags because that was one of those trap games that it was like, that's no good. And also, by the way, just as a revenge game, although it's slightly for Tennessee, because Tennessee is also super annoying with the whole back and forth with the logos and all of that. And it was and it was nice yeah. that the Ravens already got their revenge on Tennessee when when Marcus Peters obviously got the the pick to seal it. Uh, but I also want revenge on London. <laughs> you know, like let's get redemption there. All of London. <laughs> yeah, all of London, and meaning that we just want to win for London. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you another one. I I can't. I kind of want to see. I listen. I don't have anything against Marquise Brown. He uh, is good friends with Lamar. Um, but whenever somebody asks to leave the Ravens. Right. So Hayden Hurst, I don't have anything against him either. Um, and they both had their reasons. Like Marquise felt like the offense wasn't working for him. And I totally get that from a wide receiver perspective. So I, you know, don't hate on it. Hayden Hurst wanted to leave because he was obviously playing second fiddle to, to Mark Andrews. So whatever he wanted to leave, but whenever people ask to leave, you kind of want to show them what they're missing. And so in that sense, I would like to beat Arizona with a high scoring offense, <laughs> you know, a high scoring passing yeah. offense, yeah. you know? Um, and, but it's always, it's like, it's like, it's like, you don't hate on Like I didn't hate Joe Flacco when he left, but when they played him against the jets, like you want to beat Joe Flacco, you know, you want to beat, it's like, it's like a sibling, right? Like you want to, you, you love them so much. And they're your sibling that like, once you play against each other, you want to beat them. Um, so, so that's where I'm kind of at with, with like with former Ravens. It's like you just want to like show them what they're missing, especially when they when they ask to 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 get out. 
Yeah, I feel um, like that Arizona game, that week eight game is more like a fan base one that's circled. You know, maybe there are some people in the organization that want to be like, yeah, come on, Mar Marquise, you couldn't have stuck it out for another year or two. But I feel like that's definitely going to be a fan base. Like, let's show them, like you said, like, let's let's show this guy if he had a little bit of patience, right? What, what could have been there? I mean, Sarah, if you compare the two situations between Arizona and Baltimore, I mean, he just went to a place where that was that was not successful. He was not available, unfortunately, for for Marquise physically throughout the majority of his of his year there. And then you add in all the turmoil and the the really the overhaul of the front office and head coach. That's not a spot you want to be right now. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, OK, Bobby, so to transition, I want to read this in terms of bold predictions. Oh, real quick before I before I read this. Another idea of like revenge, although it's not revenge on anybody, it's just like kind of revenge maybe to like the doubters. I feel like because the Ravens have been so injured the last two seasons, um, I think they sleep on a healthy Ravens. And so part of me just wants to get revenge on injuries. Like, can we please, please have like a middle, at least a middle of the road injury rate this year? I feel like prior to um, 2021, which was really the, the injury season from hell, like in 2019, the Ravens had absurdly good health. I think they were like number one in the league uh, in terms of like quality games lost due to injury. So in just that, in that way, can we just have 2023 as this breakout of like, this is who the Ravens are when they're healthy. Um, but on that note, let me read you this bold prediction from, from Jamison Hensley, who I slightly called out this morning. So, uh, <laughs> we can maybe revisit that <laughs> later. Um, maybe more than slightly, but, um, bold prediction from Jamison. I think this one, actually, this one would be quite nice. His bold prediction. Jackson not only plays in December, Okay, because he hasn't, he's gotten injured the last two Decembers. He says Lamar Jackson not only plays in December, but goes undefeated in the month. <laughs> wow. I would just love that. Okay. Jackson has been able, he says, you know, he's been able to finish the past two seasons because of an ankle injury and then a knee injury. And now with this new contract, Jackson, look, Jameson says, Jackson will get back to dominating in December when he is. 13 and three, which is 81% in his career. That's the third best record in December since 2018 behind Patrick Mahomes, who's 19 and three and Aaron Rodgers, who's 17 and three. It won't be easy for Jackson because Baltimore plays three straight games against 2022 playoff teams. It's going to be at Jacksonville at San Francisco and home against Miami in that month. But despite, despite that, uh, Jameson, that is Jameson's bold prediction that Lamar Jackson will go undefeated in, in December. Could you imagine that Bobby? That mm. would be quite get like, thank you. Christmas, Christmas day present and new year's Eve present. Like give it to me an undefeated Ravens in December leading into the playoffs. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. The football gods would be looking out for Baltimore there because like we said, we all now have an obligation. We're going to be working. The fan base is going to be watching or traveling. They're in San Francisco on Christmas night this year. So that's a pretty big commitment. And uh, again, that is a week 16 matchup. 
Christmas night against the San Francisco 49ers. If that prediction comes to fruition, like you, let's see, like you said, yeah. So Jamison says he feels like he's, he's going to go undefeated in the month of December. That would be a win against the LA Rams. That would be a win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, the aforementioned San Francisco 49ers, and the Miami Dolphins on New Year's Eve. I don't know about that, but I'll take a winning record in the month of December, and I'll take him actually being available in December for the first time in two years. How about that? (laughs) 